Hello and welcome to a podcast brought to you by The Religion of Aston Villa. We're a social media account on Twitter and Facebook that wants to get our voices out there and heard, so please join us. Hello guys and welcome to another podcast. This is the Burnley Preview. I'm joined with Callum as always. Um, before we start, there is a chance this game might not go ahead because obviously the Burnley-Watford game was postponed. Um, so, you know, we, we bring this out just, well, if it does go ahead, then obviously it's out. If it doesn't go ahead, then yeah, it is what it is. Unfortunately, COVID, you know, just Riping through the country, riping, ripping through the country again, and football, you know, is you know some you know not a huge thing when people are potentially getting sick again, but it, you know it can affect the football. So if it does, unfortunately, you know it, it is one of those things. But just want to make that clear as a little notification or warning, whatever you want to say, um, just in case this game doesn't go ahead. But we'll we'll release a podcast either way. So, um, as always, we jump straight into our lineup. Um, for me, I'm not going to change. I thought we played very well against Norwich. I think it'd be harsh to change anything. Maybe you could swap Ashley Young out for Maker. Might be the only thing I'd change. Um, but what about you? Would you change anything? Yeah, I'm in, I'm in the same boat as you. I wouldn't change anything. Um yeah, like you said, possibly young if you're going off um, performances, because he was the, the you know the worst performing player. Well, I say worst, but you know we still played okay. Um, but, yeah, but it's all going to depend on who's going to be coming back. Uh, if those COVID issues are resolved and um, or about injuries and fitness and, and things like that, you know. Um, so we'll have to see, but I'd, I'd be happy with an unchanged team. Yeah, same, same. Like I say, just it, it will be, like I say, he uses his substitutes very well anyways. So, you know, if it comes to it, um, you know, it's not like he, he won't make changes. Like Dino was very, you know, anti-substitutes or leave them too late. Gerard's very proactive when it comes to it. So, you know, full well, he'll make changes um, when, as and when needed. Um, head expected to go because Burnley, as we all know, you know, they are a rough and tumble team. You know, two big guys up front, two big guys at the back. Route one football can be quite nasty at times. Like I say, they can pull results out that you don't expect. Like I say, on the weekend, they got to draw nil-nil with West Ham. Um, you know what I mean? Like, I know they are, you know, relegate, uh, relegation candidates this season, as they are pretty much most seasons, and he always finds a way to pull them out. Um, but they are fighting for the lives. So, you know... That those kind of teams that are looking for the results and desperate for results can always find them. That's it. You know, it seems that we've always struggled against uh, Burnley as well. Um, you have to go back until you know ten years ago since we beat them. You know, twice in in a row. So um, yeah, you know, like you said, it's you know Sean Dyche. It's the classic Burnley. It's going to be two banks of four and a two big guys up front which um, is going to be something new to deal with 
Um, but if you're going off the previous results uh, for us, we should um, be able to adapt. Um, you know, Mings and Concert playing out their skin right now. They're having a fantastic season and recently been been brilliant. So you can't fault the defence, so they should be fine. Um, you know, if you if I go off their last few results, they've had um they've had four draws in the last um six games, I think it is, uh in, in the league. <laughs> and those draws, you know, like you said, West Ham even got a draw against Chelsea uh, at the start of November. So they can pull out a, a, a result on, on their, their end. Um, you know, the, they are the, the kind of like the draw kings, I suppose. Uh, eight draws this season. Um, and pretty much all of them have been coming in uh, recent times. But yeah, like you said, they've had, they had their game postponed uh, the other day uh, against... Uh, was Watford. It? Yeah. No, it wasn't good. Yeah, Watford, sorry, yeah. Um, so it's going to be interesting to see if there's going to be players missing. Because on uh, Burnley's website, as I've got it up in front of me, they say they had a, a sufficient number of first-team players uh, were unavailable and they were unable to fulfil a match squad. Um, I still I understand it in a way, because I know we've had problems with it before, but surely you can just put some of the youngsters on the bench. Um for you know, one game it can't hurt, I suppose. But you know, when you're like you say, when you're down there, when your candidates for going down, uh, you're not going to want to do that, are you? So, um, hopefully we don't get done uh, like we have done before. Because if we go off previous results, uh, you know, we lost three two at their place uh, last season, and it was nil nil at Villa Park. Uh, the last time we beat them was that two one win on New Year's Day. Um, was that when Wesley and Heaton both got? Yeah, in? yeah. So yes. um, and then before that, it was two-two, and then Burnley won one-one, and that's in the fourteen-fifteen season. So they have been a bit of a hiccup side, I suppose. Um, but if you're going off recent form, and if you're going off um, current players available, then uh, you would say it's uh, it's Villa all the way, and you, you know we need to keep on going with this momentum. Because you know we are we have tough games coming up, and you know if we can get away with a few um, rotations and still come away with three points, that that would be that'd be great for us. Yeah, exactly. Like I say, they're a hiccup side. Like I say, we've got history with Wesley pretty much ending his career. Let's be fair. Um, uh, from Ben Me tackle, um, you know, so we we've got history with them. They are a nasty side. Um, but that's the way they play. That's the way they've set up. And like I say, he has worked on a shoestring pretty much all his, well, well, always. Do you know what I mean? They've always worked on a shoestring. So in all fairness, he hasn't done a bad job there. Um, but hopefully this is a season where we might see them go. Um, but again, it, it's it's one of those, isn't it? Like, like I say, they are an underdog in every match, but that kind of works for them. Um like I say, like you've just said, been a long time since been a bit since we've done the double over them, been a bit of a bogey team. Um so hopefully on weekend, if the game does go ahead, that is um, you know, we've kind of put that to bed now and end that dismal record and hopefully we get two wins over them this season. Um 
before we go on to scoreline, I just, like I say, normally do like stats and facts, but I don't really have anything. The one thing I will say, and it's a bit of a funny thing, is have you ever seen the Burnley badge? Now, I, I feel like I'm going to be ripping into them, but have, have you ever seen it? I mean, I, I know what the Burnley badge looks like, yeah. Because if anybody that's listening to this podcast, I plug, just go and have a look at it. Just get a good picture of it because it is the most randomest football badge you'll ever see in your entire life. And I will name things that are on there, okay? There is literally a bird holding... It looks... I think it's supposed to be a fish in its mouth, but it doesn't look like a fish. It looks like a really badly drawn fish. It's got an egg in its one leg. It's got two bees, a random high five. It's got some 1980s kind of block 16-bit triangle going above a very pawn-drawn griffin or a lion and it's got diamonds in it I you know swear... what, you know, i've got it right in front of me but do you know what i'd, I'd call it what, a mess i'd call it a b-tech villa badge to be fair there's always that rumor that they wear claret and blue because of villa but i see what you mean with like the old school lion badge that we used to have and then realized you know it doesn't look anything like i it. think their old logo is a bit better actually yeah like the traditional one yeah from like the um 70s and 80s yeah, it looks, yeah, yeah, it does, yeah. But I have, I mean, if anybody that's a Burnley fan, I mean, I probably won't listen to this, but anybody that knows a Burnley fan or whatever and wants to explain what the hell is going on with their badge, because I genuinely, it baffles me every time I look at it. And like when I was doing this podcast, I thought, Do you know what, I'm going to have to mention it because I don't know if people have actually zoomed in and had a look because it is stupidly random. Like I say, there's, there's everything on it. It literally just feels like they've just put images in just to fill blank spaces. And like, there's like, like the outskirt, like the actual outline is yellow in like a 3D. Okay, that's kind of okay. And then they've got orange outline around a black ribbon with Burnley Football Club in blue. Do, do you know what I mean? Like, there's just, there's just everything going on on it. It's absolutely madness. Somebody was off the red on drugs when they designed that. Because it's it's ridiculous. But like I say, it might be something traditional. I might be being really disrespectful here because it might be something, you know, like I say, traditional or, or something to do with the heritage or something. But I just don't understand what diamonds, wasps, a high five and a bird holding an egg has got to do with anything. But yeah, sorry. Sorry for ripping into you. I apologise. But I just wanted to say before we move on. Shall we um, move on? Yeah, we'll move on. We'll move on. Um, Scoreline, what's your prediction? Um, obviously, I think it's also going to depend on um, who's uh, fit for Burnley. Looking at uh, fantasy football right now, uh, Cal Connor Roberts, uh, a fullback, looks like he might miss. Uh, there's a fifty percent chance that uh, Maxwell Cornet will miss the game with a thigh injury, which would be massive um, if he is uh, out. Uh, Dale Stevens might come back for them in time and. Ashley Barnes looks like he'll be out, but they still have, uh, you know, Chris Wood, uh, Mate Vidra and uh, Jay Rodriguez. And let's hope he doesn't score at the weekend. Um, I will go with uh, another 2-0 and 2-0 in Villa's favour. Uh, and uh, I think it will be, again, it'll be a bit like the Norwich game where we will score, uh, obviously we'll score first and then it might take some time. Uh, for the second, but we'll get there in the end and it will be 2-0. Yeah, I think it's going to be 2-0. Um, I think Watkins will score again. Um, 
I think, and I, and I think somebody completely random is going to score. Not well, I wouldn't say random. Like, but I think it'll be someone like Asher Young will score because he had such a bad game against Norwich. I think he's going to bounce back with a with a goal. So, yeah, I think um, I think it's be two 0 I think it's going to be a good performance. I think Mings and Cons are going to be a lot more tested uh, and feel the effects of the game afterwards more so than the Norwich one, uh, because like I say, they are just. Big guys just like to root one it, you know, kick and kick players and do what do what they've got to do, scramble the goal and don't matter how kind of team. So I think, you know, they are going to be challenged at the back. But I've always said that Mings does like that, you know, when there's he a loves big... a battle. Yeah, he loves a battle. He doesn't like I always find that he seems to struggle when there's a quick little nippy player coming at him, running at him, he kind of like he, he loses his marbles a little bit. And I think that's when, you know, complacency and starts messing up when he starts doing the silly back pass, he starts coming in. But when he's got somebody that's a big guy that he can go shoulder shoulder with, he kind of likes that. And I think that plays to his game. So, yeah, so I agree. I, I, but I think he, the way he's been playing, he's going to keep both of them out. And yeah, so I, I'm going to go two nil as, as well. Um, before we go, we build a side between the two. Um, so, how are you lining up and who are you having? It's quite possible that I might go for a full filler team here. Um, okay. Just looking at their previous uh, lineup that they played against West Ham, uh, possibly the only player would be um, Chris Wood taking. It's funny how we were you know, linked with Dwight McNeil. Um, a few times, uh, and that they've got two former Villa players playing in uh, Matt Lowton and Ashley Westwood, and obviously they've got Jay Rodriguez. Uh, so um, uh, I'm going to go for a, a full Villa team. Oh, okay. Um, I'm going to put Dwight McNeil in on the left. Uh, so I'll I'll do a four three three. And obviously Villa back four and Martinez. Then I'm going to go Buendia, McGinn, Louise, McNeil. Um, and that's for... Oh, sorry. I've gone, oh, God, I've done there. Oh, yeah. Sorry. four three three. So, sorry. In the midfield, it will be Louise, Nakamba, obviously. But obviously he's out. So, I'll go Ramsey. Um, so, Louise, McGinn. Ramsey, and then three up front is McNeil, Watkins, and Buendia. Because obviously we've got that. Well, between the two of us, we've got a few injuries, and especially with Bally being out, Sanson being out, uh, Trezeguet, Traore. Because I'll be quite interested, like before we go, like Traore to see how he fits in this squad. Do you know what I mean? Like I wonder if he'll get many minutes under under Gerard. Yeah, it's um, another player that needs to come back from injury, and then. You know, guide his way back to match fitness, so it might take some time for him, unfortunately. But you know, um, he might be given a chance. We've not seen. Have we seen Bailey under Gerard? Uh, didn't he have that one where he got injured? Didn't he get yeah, injured? And must have, yeah, it must have been. Um, so that's another player to come back and see what he'd be like under Gerard's reign. So yeah, we'll see. We'll see. And um, well, that's a few weeks off. Yeah, I think. Um, Definitely the uh, Traore one, and then Bailey could be some time yet. Yeah, because it's gonna be once we get because it's it's all our wide players are the injured players really. You know when you think Trezeguet 
uh, Traore, Bailey. Like, our main wingers are pretty much all out. Okay, we've got El Ghazi, which I'm going to assume has got COVID because he wasn't on the bench for the weekend. But then you've got people like Chukamaker pushing, Bidens pushing. Do you know what I mean? Like Ramsey, and then you okay, you could probably say Buendia plays out on the what on the on the out far, but then he can play as a number ten as well. So it's once we have a full fit squad, and then the youngsters pushing like Chukamaker again, and Biden's pushing. Like I wonder how he's going to line up. Obviously, we can speculate as much as we want, but surely he's going to have to let some wingers go or loan out some of the youngsters. I mean, I th- I th- did think um, Traore was quite. Uh, was a player getting rumoured to go. Yeah, I, um, I think but, that's harsh though. Yeah, I don't think you can do that to a player that's injured right now. So we'll have to see. We will. We will. Thank you guys for listening. It is a quick one. Hopefully the game goes ahead. So it's, uh, you know, hopefully another three points for Stevie G and start pushing up the table even more. Um, if not, then we just kick on and... Chelsea, I suppose, will be the uh, next one. Um, so either way, it'll either be the Burnley review or the Chelsea preview. But we will be back. Thank you for listening and up the villa.